0: Hey, everybody, Sean King here. We're rerunning some of our favorite episodes of The Breakdown and other North Star podcasts. I hope you enjoy them, and I'll see you again in August with brand new content.
1: The, the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. The breakdown. Hello.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
1: We're still here. Yes. We keep coming back.
0: Energy is on the rise right now.
1: Do you guys know that all summer we've been threatening amongst ourselves to not do an episode, to skip a week?
0: Yeah, I feel like we deserve a week off. That's just me. I'm just saying.
1: But when I recommend it, he doesn't agree. Like, we're never on the same page at the same time. There are days when I'm like, you know what? Let's just skip this week. And he'll be like, you know what? We can power through it. And then when he feels that way, I'm like, why would you recommend that?
0: Yeah, well, we've been riding strong for a long time now.
1: Yeah, it's not; it hasn't been as long as you think.
0: So we've been, I'm pulling up our list right I think now. I we're
1: 41 episodes.
0: This is uh, episode number 42. There we go. That's 42 straight weeks of no break.
1: Listen, we got it like that. We got yeah. a lot to talk about. We have a lot of information that we have to put out there.
0: Yeah, well, we might need a break at some point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But
1: for right now, we're not taking a break. We're yeah. going to keep
0: the party going. We're not
1: taking breaks. And we've been... I mean, listen, y'all, we've been on vacations, we've mm-hmm. been on trips, we've been mm-hmm. doing a lot and we still make every podcast happen.
0: Yeah. It's I'm our responsibility. We appreciate it. I think
1: so. I we think we take it this is.
0: responsibility very seriously to okay. educate the masses.
1: All right. The masses. Yes. I don't what if only like two people listen to this?
0: The masses.
1: <laughs> Just them. Um, to educate them.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, in the Bible it say where two or more are gathered, uh, he okay. will be there also, the Lord. So okay. the masses.
1: Sure. Um,
0: What's going on in your life right now? What's today?
1: going on in my life right now? I've had, I literally had the most epic weekend ever.
0: All right. We need, epic, some, we need some details. What happened?
1: Epic A lot, epic lot of um,
0: volunteerism, maybe yeah, feeding I, the homeless, things like that?
1: I mean, I volunteered to have a really good time this weekend. So I attended this event called The Family Reunion. Okay. It's the first year that they've done it. It took place at Sheila Johnson's Resort. The Salamander Resort and Spa. And um, it was three and a half full days of all black celebrity chefs and people who work in the food space, cooking, doing classes, throwing parties, Mm -hmm. all on this property. We had horseback riding, zip lining, axe throwing. Mm. We learned about jerk. We got to make our own jerk seasoning. Really? We... Learned about again every every chef, and these are like the chefs from Top Chef Padma was there, Angela Rye was there. Okay, we've got performances, a gospel brunch, really, drinks. We had a lot of alcohol sponsors.
0: Tiffany was there,
1: uh, Tiffany was there in the building. Okay, Tiffany, that um, sounds
0: like a great weekend.
1: It was a really great weekend, so it was my gift to my best friend to kick off her birthday.
0: You threw this whole event for her? I didn't throw You're a damn thing. You're a good
1: thing. friend. Um, but I found this event for okay, her. I ahead. found this event for her and and we went and had a ball.
0: Big shout to friendships.
1: Big shout to friendships. Now, we're not talking about any of that today.
0: No, no, although I did have a nice vacation did too. Did you? Yeah, I went to the Outer Banks. Okay. So I went to Martha's Vineyard and okay. I went to Bermuda.
1: Yes. You did a, well, you didn't do all of that this weekend.
0: All this weekend.
1: Th- that didn't happen. <laughs> nah,
0: nah it was it, This is over the course of a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been having a good time. I have also. I hit Martha's Vineyard also. Good. This was like my, one of my favorite years Yo, going it's a to Martha's lot of, Vineyard.
0: A lot of black folks in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. It was really, really nice to I've be there. I've been
1: multiple times. This year really was lit for yeah. me.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: Okay. So
0: what we're talking about today
1: This is kind of a difficult topic. It's not difficult. No, no, Other than we talked about way more difficult things. Tiffany, this is kind of a difficult
0: topic. Okay. Okay. We're talking about the wealth gap of the middle class. We often hear about the wealth gap of black versus white or men versus women, but we've got to talk about this middle class wealth gap.
1: Yeah, this one's not racially specific. We're not talking about the wealth gap between genders. This is just the wealth gap of the middle class, right? And for some people, they may be like, what exactly are you talking about? The middle class is just like a black hole. Mm -hmm. It's just like, if you're not broke, broke, and if you're not Bill Gates, you're just somewhere thrown into the middle class, right? And so today we want to actually define what the middle class is and give some really strong statistics around how many people are actually struggling versus doing okay in the middle class. I think this is the one class where like you could be doing horribly and doing well but have the same label.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What we find is that there used to be this goal of making six figures. Right. And this goal of making six figures was arbitrary. The, was the promised land. Arbitrary. Like all my problems will go away. Yes. If I could just make six
1: figures. Yeah, that's back when gas was 79 cents a day. <laughs> things, things are considerably different now. Plus, all six figures are not created equal. Of course. So, that $100,000 versus $900,000 are two different things. For plus sure. $100,000 in New York City versus $100,000 somewhere in a small town in the Midwest are two totally different things also.
0: Yeah, yeah. But this idea of being middle class, your problems are not over. Like what we find when you look at the statistics, there's a lot of folks who make middle class income but have a lot of the same problems that folks that make low income have.
1: So let's talk about it, right? The bottom 25%. Of the middle class this is from a research study okay. the bottom 25 percent of the middle class has nine days of savings so you know how we talk about you know everybody should have at least three months of emergency savings mm-hmm. but up to 12 months of emergency savings we yep. think that's responsible yeah, I think so. right mm-hmm. now again in the middle class okay the bottom twenty five percent of the middle not the not the not the low lower class not not people mm. who are considered under under the poverty line the middle class the bottom twenty five percent of the middle class only has nine days of emergency savings
0: yeah yeah that that's not good
1: nine what can you do in nine days
0: yeah pray after on day nine you're praying you know nine days ain't gonna get you very far
1: yeah um and the country's top earners
0: mm-hmm.
1: on average again we're just talking about the middle class this entire podcast we we're just talking about the middle class mm-hmm. so the top earners in the middle class on average have 52 days of emergency savings
0: wait so the very best of our the, middle the, the, class the, folks can on just average cover
1: on average, not even three months. Right. So that means there's somebody out there who can cover 12 months and somebody out there who can cover zero. Like it's on yeah. average 52 days in the middle class. Yeah. Right. And I think you talked about it like the middle class used to be, it means you're not even used to today, right? When you when you're in the middle class, it means something. Yeah. Right? So what is the middle class, right? Like what come put some numbers on it. Everybody's confused. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. We're confused. So, our former President Obama used to say that the middle class is comprised of individuals who make mm, less than $200,000. Okay. Right? So, maybe like $50,000 to $200,000. That's not a big ass gap for you. That's not a big difference, like $50,000 versus $200,000. But for President Obama, that's what he defined as the middle class. Now, the Census Bureau, has completely different numbers. They say that the lower income, so lower, lower class, is zero to $37,000.
0: For a household?
1: For a household, mm-hmm. right? So they consider a middle class household somewhere between $35,000 to $100,000 annual income.
0: Okay. So $100,000 is middle class. And that kind of fits within, but a hundred and
1: one thousand dollars is not upper class.
0: Yeah, no, it does not make upper class for sure. I think I would say that once both husband and wife are bringing in more than, I don't even know. What do you think, T? What do you? So think I don't think it matters, class?
1: right? I think I don't think it matters who's bringing it in, but I think combined income. And again, it really does depend where you live. And we live in New Jersey with extremely high property taxes. I think middle class is. One twenty-five to three hundred thousand
0: for a for a family
1: for a household. Yeah,
0: one twenty-five to three. I would. That's kind of Obama esque One twenty. was gonna say my, range. Yeah, one twenty-five to
1: three hundred thousand for a household. To me, is okay. a middle class household.
0: Yeah, and we talk to a lot of these families. Yeah, we talk to a lot because folks go to our website, momentum-advisors dot com, and we'll talk to you. We'll we'll listen to your goals and we'll listen to your income and your assets and give you some advice. And when we talk to folks, we're often like shocked that income isn't necessarily a predictor on wealth.
1: Exactly. It really isn't. Not at all. Plus, you'd be surprised. So of all American households, of all U.S. households, 42% fall into the Census Bureau definition of middle class. So they fall into that thirty-five dollars to $100,000 a year. Considered mm-hmm. middle. So 42% of Americans are middle class. Yeah. But I bet you 42% of Americans don't feel like it.
0: Especially if you only have nine days worth of emergency <laughs>
1: savings. Or 52. Yeah. So there's a wealth gap. Like, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there is a wealth gap. There's a, there's a wealth issue in our middle class. Yes. Even though the middle class, when, you, when someone calls themselves middle class or someone gets defined as middle class, it's, it's a little bit of like a, oh, you know. We're a middle-class household. Yeah, like
0: We're, you're moving on up. Yeah.
1: But are you? You might let the research show you're not moving anywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, people need to know this, though. This, this is like uh, a topic that nobody's talking about.
1: So the U.S. Commerce Department defined the middle class completely different. Okay. Right? They weren't basing it on numbers. They based it on aspirations. So owning a home, mm-hmm. a car for each adult. Okay, it's not too much to ask for health insurance. Well, a college education for each child—that's great. Okay. Retirement savings Mm-hmm. and a family vacation every year.
0: May I add in loafers, penny loafers, and a sweater? Listen, can I add that in? Feel free in a deck. The aspiration? A
1: deck. Uh, deck. You gotta have a deck. deck. deck optional. No deck, deck optional. is optional. Yeah. Okay. That they. I like this. I like this definition better. Right, Because okay. there's no number around it. And again, this may cost one thing in Kansas and another thing in D.C., okay. right? But I think both will be considered middle class. If you can afford, if you have all these things going for you and you're actually paying your bills, you've got a home. Mm-hmm. Not paid off, but you have a mortgage and you're making your mortgage payments.
0: Can I add an, an ice maker on the fridge?
1: Oh, that's a, listen.
0: That's middle class.
1: Okay. Right.
0: That's nice. Nice to have. But okay. go ahead. Keep going. Got a home. Mm-hmm. Ice maker
1: with the ice maker. okay. You've got each adult has a car. okay. You got health insurance for the entire household. Yeah, okay. college education for each child.- mm-hmm. Got some retirement savings okay and a family vacation every year.
0: That's all right, right there.
1: You're doing all right. I think <laughs> I'll take that's that. the type of middle class that people are aspiring for, not necessarily these numbers, these arbitrary numbers that no one can settle on. okay, but these kind of aspirational things so based off of that, are, are you middle class? Um, not talking about the numbers, not talking about how much comes into the household, just these these aspirational things.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm middle class based okay. on those numbers. Shout out to you. Wasn't always.
1: Shout out to you being middle class. Am now. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Are you
0: middle class? Typically?
1: Um, I've got home ownership, I've got a car, got some health insurance. I don't have children, so I don't require college education for mm-hmm. them. Uh, got some retirement security. Ice maker. Ice maker for sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. and I definitely do my my family vacations. Yeah. So I'm middle class. You're middle class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably a lot of people listening are middle class,
0: or aspiring to be,
1: or aspiring to be. But should you like after after hearing these numbers, like you want to be the aspirational version of middle class? Not again, not necessarily the quantifiable version of middle class, because one quarter of households making one hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Claim that they couldn't come up with two thousand dollars if they needed to. Sheesh! Can you say that again?
0: <laughs> wait, wait! You saying that y'all make between a hundred and a hundred fifty k, and if Grandma needed to borrow some money two for billions. her cataract surgery, right? You couldn't help her out.
1: Wouldn't be able to come up with it. Wow! Right, and it's not because the income isn't enough. It's because you have so many expenses. You cre- You have created so many expenses that you're not able to cover your emergency savings or other things. Nearly 30% of American adults do not have any money saved for retirement. We know that, we talk to people all the time. Yeah, that's, that's a sad place to be. Who reach out to us and they're like, some ready to start saving for retirement.
0: Most of us will get old right? and our feet will start to hurt.
1: We get, people. honestly, we get people who are 55 years old talking about some ready to get started on saving for my retirement. Yeah, so you know, you might need to work
0: a little longer. Yeah, player, your
1: so. your retirement is, is is very far out. But these people, again, are all of us. We're still considered middle class, and so I think one part that I really want to drive home, like I, I keep saying, middle class over and over again, is because no matter, even though we're all lumped into this thing, we're all different. Yeah. And different in a variety of ways, whether it's how much money we, how much money we make, how we define ourselves as middle class, um, if we're doing, if we got nine days, fifty-two days, twelve months of emergency savings, if I can come up with two thousand dollars, or if I can't, but overall we got to really talk about like the wealth gap that's happening here and we got to close it. That's a fact. Right. Because being middle-class is supposed to mean you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. Right. And what we're hearing is that a lot of the middle-class is struggling. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners, even before like your middle-class we've defined ourselves. We are each middle-class. I remember having all these things and struggling. Yeah. That's right. A fact. Like having the good salary and, or having the, uh, I, I've always had a refrigerator with an ice maker uh, and still struggling.
0: I just got an ice maker, like, recently. Really? You didn't have an (laughs) ice maker? Maybe, like, eight years ago. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. You've had one for a while. I don't know if you just got one. But part of the problem, right, and we've we've read case studies, we've talked to people. You often equate it to, you know, well, they're they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, they're trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They saw such and such got something, so they had to go out and get one. Honestly, that's really the problem. Especially with families. Really? That's really the problem. The problem usually is, they're not, the parents aren't trying to keep up with the Joneses, but they want their children to keep up with the Joneses' children.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely see that. I definitely see that.
1: Right? It's like- Summer camps. Right. After school stuff. Private schools. Private schools. All the programs, all the technology. Clothes. All the trips.
0: Yo, kids are getting phones like crazy early now.
1: But, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the issue when you start having children and you're in this middle class, and so you're making good income. You're making good money. You feel like, well, my child should be able to benefit from the fact that I'm doing better than my parents were able to do for me. And so I want to make sure they have the things that I didn't have. Now, you know your parents took you to grandma's house every summer. But your kids got to go to Disney. Yeah. Okay. Now and they gotta
0: floss for the gram.
1: They 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 gotta go to they gotta go to Disney now. Now you know you used to wear your older brother's hand me downs, but you know I can't. We can't. The new Jordans just came
0: out. Junior needs drip. You know, he's got a floss. He's
1: something. Got something. Gotta, we don't want to ruin his, his self confidence. We don't want to ruin his self esteem. <laughs> right? Like yeah, no, that's a fact. You went to public school. And I'm not speak, speaking to you specifically. No, you're but you're looking like, dead at me. I mean, you did go to public school. <laughs> we my, went to the same public school. And my kids do not. You got three whole kids that are in private school. And I'm just going to ask, since we're here. Oh, my God. You're the only other person in the room. I have no one else to ask. How long have your children been in private school?
0: So my younger two since kindergarten. My oldest preschool through kindergarten in private school, went public for first and second.
1: And then y'all brought him back.
0: And then he went back.
1: So easily, maybe not your youngest, but your oldest two have been in private school each for at least 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's a fact.
1: Right? So you've paid for easily over 25 years of private school. Yeah, more than that. Yes. Yes. Yes, I
0: have. Yeah, and I could have sent them to public school, and I realized this. I, 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 in my house, I wanted my kids to go to public school, by the way, and uh, it didn't work out that way.
1: Yeah, and yeah. they have great educations, and they're great mm-hmm. kids, Thank but- you. This is what's happening in our middle class families and households. You're doing better than those who came before you, so you want to provide your children with more. But you might be taking it a little bit too far, or a little bit out of your price range, yeah. trying to keep up with everything. You know, your neighbors got a car, got a car for their kid. You got to make sure your kid has a car. Oh,
0: these kids' cars are getting nicer and nicer. My my first car cost three hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, no parents doing that now. I'm
0: seeing kids getting Mercedes, Lexus's. Like new Toyotas, like
1: they yeah. gotta have phones,
0: mm-hmm. right? They had a, early. They gotta
1: have phones at like nine, nine, ten. You gotta get a yeah, phone. Phones
0: are very early,
1: right? And they, it's gotta be a smartphone because they have, they have to be able to play games
0: and social media,
1: and you know, and social media, right? So. Middle class, we are talking about what middle class is, but more importantly, we're talking about what's happening in the middle class that's that's creating these wealth gaps, that's preventing the middle class from actually being able to really benefit from the money that they're making from the income that they're bringing into their households, because it's a problem. And for our listener who feels like y'all must be talking to me, it's not just you. Yeah. It's It's probably almost everyone around you and no one's talking about it. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about where this money's going and what we can do differently. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer and we're the Momentum Advisors. Hi. This is Ghani Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. We're talking about being in the middle class.
0: And being broke.
1: How I was gonna say how being in the middle class ain't really yeah. ain't really looking like nothing. It isn't really feeling like the cushion and the comfort. Like what was what was it? The the Wonder Years, <laughs> yeah. the Winslows, yeah. the uh, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. They were middle class.
0: Yeah, they sure were. They
1: were a little comfortable. They never mm-hmm. talked about we ain't got no money. Yeah, we broke.
0: Well, Carl was a police officer. So he right. was good.
1: What did the wife do? <laughs> she did something because she was coming home from work every day, but I don't remember. And then they had they, uh, her sister living with them, her, Rachel.
0: Both their hair was always done, that's for sure. This is what
1: I'm saying. Always <laughs> had on fly outfits. Yeah. Laura was out in these streets on a regular basis.
0: They've been selling the middle class dream for a minute and not telling you The that...
1: Cosmies were middle class. That's yeah. where we got- This is where black people were led astray, okay? The Cosmies were middle class, but he was a doctor and she was a lawyer. Is that middle class? I, I mean- it's Obama's middle class, <laughs> right? And so we watched how they raised their children, Yeah, you know, going on vacations and museums and, and just allowing them to, to do different things. Yeah, and kid- we thought we had to raise our kids. Like, we got to have that type of life. Now, their kids were in public school. And I remember some sort of episode about financial aid. We didn't take those parts. They were... Really? Uh, I don't remember financial aid. Yeah, there was... There were, I think for Theo... You know, because well, he had a learning disability. Well, Theo went to NYU, though. That's but not. But like on private. some, but he was struggling yeah, a little bit. I remember
0: this. He had dyslexia.
1: Um, Lisa Bonet. I don't remember what her name was, but she was making Theo. Denise was making shirts for Theo.
0: Yeah, that wasn't off them not having. I'm
1: the just money. saying he couldn't. know. he couldn't afford the expensive shirt. He the, couldn't afford the Gordon Card trial.
0: trial. The the. So yes, his dad had the money. But he just he, didn't want to give it to him.
1: Exactly, because there's boundaries around how you. Give money to your children. He couldn't afford the Gordon Gartrell, so he went and had his sister make one for him. and he looked terrible. Right, but we didn't pick up on any of those things. A lot of their events and parties took place at home.
0: Yeah, sure did. And they didn't hardly go out to restaurants. At all. Barely.
1: Remember when Theo put that hot pizza in his mouth and burned himself? That... See, I don't even, you would Wanted remember something about food, yeah, right? But like that, that was sold to us as, as the middle class. That was the living the dream.
0: Yeah. There was a lot that was sold to us that ain't all what it seems. That's all I'm saying.
1: Or it, it really is what it seems, but it takes a lot, right? Like you really have to, you've got to have some balance around these things. Again, he was a doctor. He was private practice doctor. She was a lawyer and they still set boundaries around how they spent money on their children and how they spent money on themselves. Heathcliff Huxtable was always trying to fix everything himself. He didn't want to spend money on a maintenance person.
0: <laughs> We're talking about the Cosby show. I'm now.
1: just saying. I I'm just it. saying. Okay. Right. So here's a lot of things that happen. We talk to middle class. We talk to people all the time, right? Who are easily defined as the middle class. Here's one thing I see all the time. You've been putting your kids through private school, right? Making, getting them a car, doing the sweet 16, you know, doing the vacations you didn't realize how much college cost. Yeah. And now they're 16 and a half. SAT scores are back. And
0: there's no money.
1: There's no money. And
0: the SATs weren't what you expected. And they can't quite dunk the basketball the way you wanted them to. Right,
1: because you know they're not tall enough. Yeah. And AAU ain't get them there. Yeah. So now you're short. In the next four years, if you only have one child, is you struggling to try to help get them through college because you don't want to take out... Sorry, you don't want them to have to take out student loans.
0: So other things that we see is just folks that, you know, are making good money and just not being thoughtful about how they're planning for things. Like we talked to a couple recently who, you know, one spouse stayed home with the kids, which I think is great. But if you're going to make that choice, there needs to also be some budgetary sacrifices.
1: So I love this one. I love this one. This happens so so often, right? Yeah. Where the wife has had a child. Mm-hmm. I've decided I want to be a stay-at-home mom. God bless
0: you. I think it's no wonderful. No one's
1: talked about this. This wasn't the plan. We, we thought we would have two incomes. We bought the house based off of two incomes. I didn't receive some sort of imaginary promotion. like. But you've now made this decision because you've bonded with your child and the love is so strong that you don't want to leave them. I ain't going back to work. Yeah. And now what felt like comfortable middle class is now the struggle middle class.
0: Needs to be planned out. Like all I'm saying is, look, if you're going to make that choice and my wife stays home with the kids and I think it's a wonderful choice if you can afford it, you've also got to have some budgetary things with it. You can't expect on a one income household where both parents need to drive a brand new car and you still need a two week vacation every year. Like certain things need to be cut back on.
1: I have an interesting story. I have a friend Whose child is going to college this year? Okay, got accepted. You know, they're they're going. Child is going to Brown. Nice. Shout out, nice, really smart kid. Got some scholarship money. Got some scholarship money from Brown, and some scholarship money from you know third party opportunities. Okay. The parents were required to you know get on a call with Brown, just some sort of conference call, just to talk about funding, finances, and Brown said. And this happened this year. So you need to disclose any other scholarship money that you've received outside of what we've given you. And we will deduct that number mm. from the scholarship money that we plan on giving you. Yo, that's, that's messed up. That's hateration at its finest. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I asked my friend, I said, I know you ain't say nothing. Like, and she was like, no, I didn't. But like, are, can they do that now? Like, you're only allowed a certain amount of support. And if the school gives you $20,000 a year, but I got 10000 from the church or on, some sort church... of essay or something else, you're going to deduct what I've gotten from somewhere else from what you planned on giving me? Yeah, that's messed up. Right? And so that's one of the things that happens. Another thing that happens in middle-class households is maybe one of the sources of income happens in a lump sum. Maybe you're an author, or maybe you do something where you get paid a lot of money up front, mm-hmm. right, and so you're excited about that, you know, oh, we brought in three hundred thousand dollars on this wow. deal I did, Wait, 300? or three hundred contract, maybe I got a new contract, and that's maybe maybe two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollars two hundred who and so so now to? the family the family is budgeting for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars
0: as if it's coming in every year
1: as if. You don't have to pay taxes.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. tough.
1: (laughs) Right? And then now it's time to file taxes. You haven't paid anything because you ended up spending. All of a sudden, you need every dime of the $250,000. Yeah. And now you have a tax bill. Yeah. Right? You got a tax bill that's easily probably $75,000.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's tough.
1: Right? And, And that's what happens a lot of times. Even when we hear these salaries, this is my favorite thing. Got a new job. They put that offer letter in front of you. Oh, I'm, I'm making 100000 more than I was making last year. Buy the car, upgrade the house, put the pool in.
0: Can we talk about house for a second?
1: Take the kids out of public school and put them in a private school. Yeah. You don't bring home all that money.
0: Yeah, you really don't. But on the house note for a second, we see a lot of folks that are buying too much house.
1: Yes, just because they said you qualify.
0: Doesn't mean you should buy it.
1: Doesn't mean you can afford it.
0: Yeah, because it's not just the mortgage; it's the insurance, it's the maintenance, it's the the lights. You want
1: the you want electricity? You want Wi-Fi? What about water? Yeah, Alan is is really pitching for ice makers in the refrigerator.
0: You know, and uh, I've seen a lot of folks get in trouble. You know, right now the housing market is really hot, and folks are like dying to buy homes. And there's less homes for sale than there are buyers, and prices are going through the roof. And even vacation homes, like people are going crazy to buy vacation homes. Like you really need to count up the costs and make sure that there's enough to really afford it, afford it, not just what the bank's willing to give you. Buying too much home is a major issue I see in the middle class.
1: So something that we're seeing regularly in the middle class also, right? Because you've come up with all these new expenses, you've been hit with all these. Someone said that what the the reason why they can't save any money is because Uh, A rainy day is turning into an ongoing storm, (laughs) right? And so every time you turn around, it's something else you got to pay for. That
0: wasn't in the forecast. That wasn't
1: in the forecast, right? But all these things are happening, whether it's taxes, college, your kids, just, just random accidents and emergencies. And so people in the middle class start filing for bankruptcy.
0: Yeah. Here are some of the reasons why, you know, like if you are already struggling and living paycheck to paycheck, I think the thing that we're talking about today is that there's a lot of folks who make six figures and they're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't have a lot of money set aside for emergencies, like one false move and like your whole situation is jacked up. So 66% of folks who file personal bankruptcy, it's
1: medical reasons. And you can't tell somebody like, hey, don't have no medical issues. Yeah. Right, like you can't forecast it. One and two, it's it's not something you can plan for.
0: You really can't.
1: Which is why you should be planning for emergencies in general, but again, when you can't, when you only got 9 days of emergency savings and something happens to your body or to your health, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, and some of the health things is like I've got insurance, but maybe your insurance doesn't cover this. Like I'll tell you my mom was on a trip on a vacation And she got sick in another country and had to be in the hospital there for a week. She had to be medevaced back to the States and then hospitalized again. There was a lot that was not covered by insurance. We had to pay out of pocket. My parents had to pay out of pocket for a lot of that. And that's enough to push somebody that doesn't have emergency savings into a big hole.
1: Can I tell you a tip my mom gave me? Okay. Don't tell her my mom, y'all. Don't tell her my mom. But she just
0: your mom is in the medical billing industry, correct?
1: Don't, I don't know. What she's talking about. <laughs> okay. okay, this is what my mom told me for the sake of medical bills. Okay, if you call an ambulance, like something happens and you call 911 and the ambulance comes out, okay, don't walk to the ambulance. If you walk to the ambulance, you will have to pay for the ambulance ride if you're it, I don't care what's wrong you make them come in and get you and put you on a stretcher <laughs> and it's some sort of like now it was just a requirement of the service really? and you don't have to pay because now you, you could have walked you, you did you could have
0: which means you could have driven yourself
1: which means a bunch of things right you gotta go full out on the ambulance okay if you call an ambulance you gotta lay there Mm -hmm. Let them put you on a stretcher Mm -hmm. and put you in the... It's like you pay less. Like It was like, oh, a requirement of the service versus a voluntary ambulance ride.
0: Yeah, that's a major key. Just lay there like my neck and my back.
1: Listen, whatever (laughs) it is, when they ask you, can you walk, just say no. Yeah, okay. That's a major key. Just go with it amazing. Might help these bills come down.
0: Yeah. A lot of times people have high deductible insurance plans where they've got to pay the first 5K out of pocket and they've never gotten a cold before. So they don't expect that that'll, that day will ever come and they don't have but nine days worth of emergency funds and they get sick and they don't have the deductible.
1: But other reasons people file for bankruptcy, especially in the middle class. We okay. just talked about this. Mortgages you can't afford anymore. Mm-hmm. Too much house.
0: This is an issue from the housing crisis where folks were buying homes with adjustable rate mortgages and they were not factoring in that that mortgage might adjust a lot higher. Right.
1: Or you just have too much going on and you can't pay it mm-hmm. and you haven't been paying it. Because oftentimes what happens is you just one month is really, really bad and you don't pay the mortgage. Right. And then you figure out a way to get back on track. But the next time something gets really, really bad, you're like, well, I'm going to just not pay the mortgage because I did that last time and it worked out. But this time it doesn't work out. And then one month turns into three months. And now you definitely can't come up with three months and the month that's due. And it just keeps rolling. It yeah. just keeps rolling down and you try to put something on it. Mm-hmm. But they ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. And now you're just not able to afford your home anymore.
0: That's tough. That's a tough spot to be in. Another reason 44% of bankruptcies is just simply living above your means which we talked a lot about, which is, you know, just...
1: But I just, I think I want to... People are like, that's not me. Like, I know. I don't, I don't do too much. You know what I mean? I do a little, little here and there, but I don't do too much. I don't live outside my means. Not taking into account, do you eat out every night? When you eat out, is it drinks on drinks on drinks?
0: But let me give you another stat, right? If you have credit card debt that you're carrying from one month to the next... You're living, You're above, living above, your means. above your means. Yeah. Point blank, period.
1: And people don't see it that way, right? Because I make my minimum payment. Like I, I have my credit card payment under control. Yeah. So I'm not living above my you, means. You are. If you are not able to pay for the things that you did six months ago, in yeah. full, at this point, you are living above your means. Like yeah. people don't think about it like that. Also, again, like if you are consistently adding to your credit card debt mm-hmm. every single month, just yeah. putting a little you know, I still I'm gonna put my um my weave on there. Um I plan on doing homecoming, so I gotta put my hotel rooms yeah. and my rental car on there. Um we're gonna go out, we're gonna go out for um Keisha's birthday. So I'm gonna have to put that on there.
0: Or Tom's birthday.
1: Tom, Tom don't have no birthdays. <laughs> Tom ain't doing it like that.
0: But the credit card to me, I look at it like if I were a doctor and you walked into my office and you were bleeding, like the blood is the symptom. You've got a cut, you need stitches, right? The credit card debt to us as financial advisors is the symptom, right? The problem is the spending. And if you're spending consistently on credit cards, if you're not paying off the, the the full balance and you're carrying a balance from one month to the next, like you've got a spending problem. You're you're living above your means.
1: Another issue that we see especially when when you are kind of reveling in the fact, you know, we're doing all right now, you know, me and me and my husband, we we moved to the suburbs, and, you know, Charles, um, Charles, Charles III, and we moved to the <laughs> suburbs and, you know, we each got our little outies and, um, mm-hmm, and, you know, we're going to the vineyard uh, this summer. Really? Now your family members are like, well, they got money. So then you become the first person that people come to when they need money and you don't want to say no, cause you're playing the part, right? Like if oh, I say no, then they tough. don't think I got it even though you don't got it, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people file bankruptcy and find themselves in really bad financial positions because they can't say no to their family and friends when they ask them for money.
0: And some of these ways that they come up with the money is a 401k loan, which we talked about last week. Sometimes it might be a cash advance off their credit card. Sometimes it might be, you know, let me just pay this for you. And they're doing it on a credit card. Like 28% of folks who file bankruptcy It's trying to help somebody else out.
1: Now, you know, people who fall within the middle class are also typically college educated.
0: A lot of times. A lot of
1: times they're college educated, which means that comes with student loans. Right. And so that is a big issue. I know we talk about it all the time. I joke about it all the time. But seriously, student loan debt, especially in Black families and Black households, can be the thief in the night when it comes to someone's wealth. Yeah. It really fair. can be, right? As we mentioned, like the middle class is probably the most educated class, to be honest with you. And that's when the masters and the and the doctors come into play because mm-hmm. you fancy. Yeah. And that master's in drawing didn't get you in.
0: <laughs> in drawing. In basket weaving, would that right. be more helpful? It
1: it didn't pan out for you financially. Yeah. I remember we were talking to someone, a listener. I will never forget this because I just wanted to, I had to walk away from the phone and I don't remember what the exact profession was, but they were like, you know, worked in, was an admin somewhere. And I will never forget this. They had it, they had their bachelor's degree. And when we asked them how much they had in student loan debt off of their bachelor's again, and they just worked in admin and this was like, not like, like this wasn't like a recent graduate I remember they were like $196,000.
0: That's crazy.
1: And I'm like... Who told you that was a good idea? What? What universe? Like, what didn't... How did this not pan out? How did you not see this coming? Like, the I, I think the degree was like... Again, it wasn't in like quantum physics, right? It wasn't in like going to space it was um it was like psychology or something super basic that their degree and they played a sport they like went to college i'm like did you pay to play the sport did Mm -hmm. you pay to go to college and then pay to be on the team
0: they had a good time that's all i'm saying
1: i remember being on this call and i was like we can't do you're clearly a bad decision maker
0: yeah their income was like like 40 50 yeah 200k in debt And uh, just
1: off the student loan.
0: Yeah. So student loans is an issue. And the crazy thing about bankruptcy, you can't even discharge your student loans in bankruptcy. That's foul. You know, you might need to get rid of everything else so you can cover the student loan. So that's a big one. And the reason why these percentages add up to more than 100 is that clearly when folks are filing, they're listing more than one thing as the reason why they're in bankruptcy. The final thing is divorce Mm. and separation. It's
1: cheaper to keep her.
0: Yeah. But but, it's not.
1: I don't really agree. I don't
0: think it's cheaper to keep. There's a lot of folks who literally cannot afford to get divorced.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. What I I mean financially. Here's what I mean. Like You mean like alimony and and child support? No, like, all right. If (laughs) let's
0: say my spouse doesn't work. Okay. Okay. And I know they're gonna make me pay for her living expense and the kids. Let's just make that assumption. By the time I pay all that... I can, you can't pay for yourself. I got to live in a one-room shack. <laughs> like yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those plus, are the
1: situations where, where it's cheaper to keep her. Plus the legal expenses. So that's the... I don't really necessarily agree. Unless y'all fighting, It it isn't really a major legal expense. Like, I, I got a divorce, and it, it was like...
0: You guys were friends and amicable.
1: Like That's I've what I'm seen. saying. Unless people are fighting and which like... Which happens. Yeah, which happens, then lot. yes. it's You have a lot of legal fees, and things can go on forever. If... Y'all just want out if you <laughs> if you just trying to dip, like, and maybe you don't have a lot of assets together or you could really care less, it's not expensive.
0: Yeah, but it's that...
1: like a hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Okay. I've rarely seen the hundred and fifty dollar one. I've mine often might have been less. I've often seen the fifty to two hundred thousand dollar legal fees. On bill. legal fees? Legal, yes. Oh wow. One of my old really good friends had a divorce where he owned a business and mm. it got really, really ugly. Well,
1: yeah. Cause at that point, you know, you, you want some sort of equity or percentage of the business and
0: a percentage of the 401k. Mm. And I want some of those cars and you got to pay for college and I'm not going to pay for it. Like I'm saying it can be really, really expensive. The more assets that you have. Dang. Yeah.
1: I'm divorced. My parents got a divorce and I was like old enough and aware to know what was going on with that financially.
0: Yeah, you were in your twenties. Like, imagine if you were right now. God forbid, you yeah. were married and you got divorced right now. Like, you're legal, and, and imagine the dude always was envious of what you had, what you your 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 financial wealth, the assets that you have. Like you're not having a hundred fifty dollar divorce, my friend.
1: Yeah, but I'm not I'm not one to share either. Like I would think I would like to hope that my paperwork was tied up. Plus, Wait. hey, so let's just do this. Let me just put this out there right now. Cause there's a lot of people sliding in my DMs right now. Um, I don't know what's going on. I know, you know, maybe it's um people are interviewing for cuffing season, <laughs> but people are sliding in my DMs right now. My I am posting, you know, I'm posting some things on Instagram. So maybe maybe that's what's happening. Okay. But um, Here's the thing. I am very public about um, being an advocate for prenups. Any person that even thinks we're getting married is signing a prenup. You're not walking away with anything when it comes to me. And I mean nothing.
0: So we need to get you in touch with these lawyers that, that specialize in breaking prenups. In court, but
1: Yeah, if you're willing to pay, if you by yourself are willing to fight this fight against this ironclad contract, feel free. I don't have no legal fees because I pay for them up front with this prenup. Yeah, I've all we cannot get married. I've often
0: seen the spouse that has the smaller bank account have the other person pay the legal fees in the divorce. I'm just saying it can happen.
1: Not when a prenup is present.
0: I'm trying to tell you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Be I'm careful. I'm not doing this. So I'm staying in my middle class. Ain't no ain't no divorce or separation. Ain't, listen, I almost said, <laughs> y'all not about to get me out of my little class situation. I'm not doing it. Not mm-hmm. off a divorce. You got to go. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to go, then you have got to go with what you came with. Okay.
0: They might not see it that okay?
1: way. Okay. This ain't a rewards program. Oh, my gosh. You You're not racking up points over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, middle class, is it worth it? Does it matter? What does it really mean? And if you're in it, are you struggling? And if you are, you're not struggling alone. And so we're talking about how you got into this problem, how you got into these situations, and hopefully how you can get out of them. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors.
0: Ooh, it's the pathway to freedom that's to the no-stop.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisor Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of The North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to the northstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. All right, so we've talked about, (laughs) I was getting ready to say how your middle class ass got into these situations. (laughs) Dang. I'm
0: just saying. Hey, Tiffany, you're reading them, aren't you?
1: It's not them. It's us. It's yeah, us. We, it we've all been in these situations. You've all been, for people who are making good money, you know what it's like to be making good money and still be living check to check yeah. and just not having it just off of these random decisions that we've talked about, right? And so, listen, all of our middle-class asses have been been there. Hopefully, we've grown through it. But if you haven't, here's some advice to get you through it.
0: Yeah, we've got to do better.
1: First of better. all... Don't buy too much house, right? Like, again, just because they tell you you qualify for a certain number doesn't mean that's how much you can actually afford, as Alan mentioned. Listen, I tell this story all the time. We all got that aunt who don't have no furniture in her living room. She got the two living rooms, the sitting room and the living room, and there's no furniture in the sitting room. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she can't afford to put furniture in that room, she's still using her furniture from however many years ago, from thirty years ago, from that first marriage. Because while she all she can afford is to pay the mortgage, her refrigerator, per island don't have no ice maker on it. Y'all still using the plastic trays to get ice out. People got to put their hands all over there, all over your ice, for you to get a cold drink. Who ate all the ice? You know what now I mean. You fill
0: up the ice maker.
1: Listen, don't buy too much house.
0: On that same note, don't buy too much car. This is like one of those things. Black people ain't trying to hear this. This is the
1: one we ain't doing. We're not
0: doing this. A lot of us really like to have nice cars. And the latest car, the the 2022, and it's still 2021, that's
1: one of these things that gets us in trouble. I got a confession.
0: Uh oh. Oh, I got a confession. Oh my gosh.
1: So I plan on buying a new car at the top of the year. Okay. I've been planning this for a year. I did a ton of research on which cars I could afford, which cars I liked within my price range based on how much I wanted to pay in a car note. Sorry. I figured out what I wanted. Okay. I know exactly when I'm going to go. Even the dealership is aware of when I plan on coming in to purchase the car.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Very responsible.
0: I like it so far.
1: Now I went to Martha's Vineyard last week.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Hear me out. I went to Martha's Vineyard last week. Um, it was the African American Martha's Vineyard Film Festival. I went to an event with Regina King. Okay. Sponsored by Cadillac, they showed this Cadillac commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out like I gotta get a Cadillac. <laughs> I've never seen this Cadillac ever. It's probably like the twenty twenty four. It's it's probably way outside of the budget that I set for myself on this previous car that I have, I am set that I was settled on. I lie to you not. I'm looking at Cadillac. And, and
0: how much more is it?
1: I don't Percentage know. Percentage-wise? Because it hasn't even come out yet.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't buy too much car, Tiffany.
1: I'm just saying. Often. I'm listen, say, yeah. if y'all see me in a Cadillac. Stunting. Just don't say
0: nothing. Tinted windows. Don't say nothing. You I might...
1: don't tint windows because I need you to see me in it. <laughs> I don't do that. But Black people, we're not doing this one. We like our cars. Yeah, we like our cars. But... And car dealerships make it. Way too easy, right? You can lease it. You don't got to put nothing down on it. Yeah. But it will get you in major trouble. And oftentimes when people are in really deep situations, they won't do the obvious thing and give the car back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just see a lot of people just buying what the dealership will allow them to get. I see people that feel like they need two cars. Like this is my kicking it on the weekend car. This is my commuting car. Like cars are just really throwing money away. Like, yeah, it looks nice, and I'm not saying you should just get a bicycle, but I am saying, like, you don't need to spend so much money and have multiple cars. Having multiple cars is just a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Like, the car that you're not driving a lot is sitting there just falling apart. Like, cars need to be driven a little bit. And you've got insurance on both vehicles. Uh, somebody might break into one. Like, there's just higher odds that something can go wrong with two cars. I just had a $8,000 car bill on repairing my car. Eight thousand. I would have gave the car, back. and they gave me the same car when I was done. I, I offered. I was like, "Yo, can y'all just um just trade this in?" Like, they're like, "Sure." As soon as you pay for this bill, I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah." Don't buy too much car
1: they unless get you it's this new Cadillac, y'all. Go on the website for oh Cadillac and look at this thing. If Regina King is in the commercial, look at Google it. Look it up. They got like these three cars. Oh. Listen, if we just all decide to do it, then I ain't going to say
0: nothing. Yeah. If you work for Cadillac, cut us a check. We we would like a Don't cut me
1: a check. Give me one. Just <laughs> give me the new one and I am good. Um, Everything else, you can't help everybody. Like you can't be giving money to everybody. A lot of people that I know only give money because they don't want people to think they don't have it. Yeah. Even when they don't have it. But the thing is, you know, I've created this perception. You know, everybody thinks I'm the successful one. I can't say that I don't have it. So I have to find ways to give it to them.
0: That's a great one. Another one is max out on your retirement savings. Like, and you may be like,
1: listen, what like, is that, what's that going to do for me?
0: Yeah, you, you have to. Like 20K if you're under 50, it's almost 25K if you're over 50. Max out on your 401k
1: yeah and that's one of those things i'm hoping you will set it and forget it right like just go to hr tell them to take it out so that it never even came through so that you're not even counting on this money so that you don't even consider this money a part of your household income and you are operating without it but you're really growing and you're creating wealth for yourself and an opportunity for you to retire gracefully Don't borrow
0: from your 401k.
1: Man. Just don't don't do it. I think we say this on every episode. Like, no matter what- Don't borrow from your 401k. No matter what the podcast is about. Like, the podcast may be about, like, you know, travel, uh, (laughs) best ways to travel. Like, we are still going to say, don't borrow from your 401k. If you don't don't get anything else from us ever, please don't borrow from your 401k. Next, pay off your credit cards, and I know for some people you're like, listen, I got thirty, forty thousand dollars in credit card debt. That's easier said than done. Then just stop using them. That's a start, right? Yeah. Like I think that's the baby step. Stop using them. Just stop. Just forget stop. the points.
0: Forget the. Oh, people with
1: the uh, points hit you with the points. Yep. Oh, I get airline, I get, um, I get airline points. But you're afraid to fly. Like, what <laughs> one thing doesn't? No one cares. That doesn't. That doesn't work out. And why don't? And I'm just curious. Why don't they give like grocery points? Like people. Give points towards something that I'm really going to do. Well, my card actually does do Grocery store points?
0: It sure does. I get cash back. But I I mean, that's when I was still using it. I
1: don't use it anymore. But just stop using the card, right? Because again, what you're doing is you're training yourself to use more money than you have every single month. It's a trick. It's a trick. It's
0: probably the greatest trick ever pulled. I mean... It's credit card points.
1: It ain't tricking if you got it. And clearly... Y'all don't got it. We don't have it. So let's just stop doing it. Please, please, please try to pay off your credit cards. But if for nothing else, just stop using them.
0: Next, for the middle class who wants to stay there, put some money aside for emergencies. More
1: than nine days.
0: Yeah. You want to have at least three months of, I need to be able to cover all my expenses. I'm
1: sorry. I have to, I'm sorry. I have to ask you a question. What's your nine day, (laughs) what do you spend in nine days? I'm asking you personally, just think about- how the last nine days have gone for you. Mm. What, what's that number look like?
0: Well, if you count that I just got my car out the shop.
1: No, don't include the car. Just eating, driving, doing what you do, regular things. What's your nine day? Nine days might be like four or five K. It might be. In Damn, my, what got, you doing nine days?
0: I have three kids. Yeah, nine days in my life is, is expensive.
1: Good God! Well, no, my nine days don't look like that.
0: Think of it like this: divide your monthly budget by three. Okay. So what's nine days
1: for you? So if I divide my monthly budget by, yeah, so that might it? look like less than three thousand.
0: Okay. So my mine is well, less than four than or five. Yours is three. So I'm saying like you've got an expensive nine days too.
1: Like
0: Twenty seven hundred. Yeah. Okay. Have. More than that. So if you're, <laughs> if you're Tiffany and your nine days is three stacks, that means your full month is nine k. You need twenty seven k sitting in the bank to be comfortable. Like normalize just seeing that money sit there and don't try to do something with it. Don't say it's just sitting there doing nothing. Like it's actually there protecting you. Okay, it's your little angel.
1: Next, invest outside of your four hundred one k.
0: After if, you've maxed out.
1: After up. you've maxed out, right? Pick another number. Pick an extra one hundred or two hundred dollars. Right. Like we've done an episode called Where the Money Resides. We talked about compound interest. That one hundred or two hundred dollars invested elsewhere can go very, very far. Maybe it's a part of some sort of cooperative economics. You and your friends are coming together to put some money on an investment property or to do something else. And you just got to put this one hundred or two hundred dollars aside every single month outside of what's happening in your retirement. The goal about being in the middle class is to be stable, Mm -hmm. To be stable and secure and potentially give yourself the opportunity to move above it. It is not to give the perception that things are going well when you're actually struggling.
0: Absolutely. The final thing we'll say is like, yo, try to figure out how to make some more money. That means network. That means be good at your job. That means look into some passive income opportunities. Think about buying a piece of investment property, but figure out a way to make some more money.
1: And my favorite one, stop spending all your money on your kids in ways that aren't necessary, like in ways that are really feeding your ego and that aren't actually benefiting your children. If you can't afford private school, take the ass out of private school. If you're middle class, you probably live in the suburbs. You probably live in a good enough town where the school systems are not horrible.
0: And that's probably why you picked a town
1: exactly right y'all pick these towns based off the school system and then you send your kids outside of them because again you want your kids to keep up with the joneses maybe you don't do a family vacation every year maybe it's every other year right like maybe they're not in all the programs it's free programs i'm telling you right now our town y'all need to move here it's every free program under the sun for kids right like they've got crossfit Tennis lessons, swimming lessons, all for free, provided by the town, right like you've gotta you've gotta stop using the excuse that I want to give my kids more than what I had. You are giving them too much if you can't afford it responsibly, yeah,
0: so that's it. We that's talked it. about the wealth gap of the middle class today,
1: yeah, and I think I hope we, we stepped on
0: a lot of toes stepped on
1: a lot of toes, right, but it's an understanding that if you are in some mess, you're not in it alone. Mm-hmm. And being in the middle class or being labeled middle class really doesn't mean a damn thing. Sure doesn't. And what you want to be is happy, comfortable, and stable. So maybe we remove these labels. Maybe we don't focus on these labels. Maybe no one cares if you're a part of the middle class. Because it could mean you're making $35,000. If, if you're friends with President Obama, <laughs> you're making $200,000. If it's me, you're making $300,000, right? So it really doesn't mean anything. It's not a real flex Right? The flex is actually being happy, stable, and okay. I love it. All right, so we're stepping outside the middle class. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the momentum advisors. Momentum. Momentum.